Welcome to the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, a place for anybody and everybody who wants to become the best versions of themselves. Your story doesn't make you who you are. It is the rest of your story, who you choose to be. You can write a story about who you've been, and you can write a story about who you are now, but you can also write a story about who you could be. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Look into your heart and see what it is that you truly want. You have to take possession of your life. You must be the master of your own kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, where we cover life hacks, habits, personal mastery, interesting concepts and ideas, stories, ancient and modern wisdom, all the things that will make us learn and grow into becoming the better versions of ourselves. I am your host, Jakub the Funky Warrior, and today we'll talk about passion. We hear it all the time. Find something you love to do and you'll never have to work a day in your life. The trend on Google searches for how can I find my passion has been increasing each year for the past 20 years. But what if it creates more anxiety and puts more pressure on us than motivates us to live a passionate life? Let's explore the topic. Carol Dweck, a psychology professor at Stanford University, asks students at a seminar, how many of you are waiting to find your passion? Almost all of them raised their hands. Then she asked, would you have unlimited motivation for your passion? They all nodded. Her and other psychologists agree that this pursuit of passion is misleading. Quote, that means that if you do something that feels like work, it means you don't love it. So as soon as it doesn't feel like passion, you label it not enjoyable. So the origin of the word passion comes from Latin, passio, for suffering. People living with passion are seen as experiencing a kind of suffering as if they were slaves to their passion because it comes to control them. But there's an evolution of the word that became with time more positive. Descartes, a 17th century French philosopher, sees passion as strong emotions that can be positive as long as reason controls the behavior. And then Hegel, an 18th century German philosopher, argues that passions are necessary to reach the highest levels of achievement. And today, it is a common belief that passion is the highest level of emotion and fulfillment in life. But there is a dark side to passion. Finding and following that passion pressures a lot of us. Yes, for sure, for some, photography, music, art can be passion that you know that you have and it should be followed. But for others, for most, it is intimidating. It makes you feel like a failure if you didn't find it and you don't follow it. And how can you follow something if you didn't find it? It is similar to the concept of toxic positivity, which is about always being positive. It's not even human. It's not real. When you feel you should be finding your passion, it makes the process, the journey, a more stressful one instead of discovery journey full of doubt and failures, but that you accept and that you know that are part of the process. They're not painful. 
What it does, it also polarizes the concept of, let's say, regular work or life versus passion. One that is fueling you with life and energy and the other one that is draining you. And in a way, how it can be understood is that you should give your all when you find your passion. But on the other side, it could push you to not give your all until that day that you find your passion. And even when you find it, following the origin of the word, it could lead to obsession and addiction-like behavior, which could lead also to burnout. And it's crazy, and studies show that before the age of 8, kids will try anything. But between the ages of 8 and 12, already, so still very young, they start to compare themselves with others and become insecure if they see that they're not as good as their peers at something. And that belief, that mindset, obviously is holding you back from living your life. Okay, so now how can we flip this to our advantage? First, find your core values and rules that will guide your decisions. For example, a few years back, I had a creative agency and at some point I realized that I could and I should be choosing my clients, not just because there is a paycheck that I should take it. So I made up a few rules that will guide me in choosing with who I will work and what kind of contract I will accept. So in my case, it was I want to work with inspiring and awesome people. I want to learn and I want to have fun. I told myself it needs to be at least two strong ones out of those three. So for example, when I was considering a new contract coming my way, maybe the client was awesome and I wanted to work with them. But if the job, what they needed from me, was literally just rinse and repeat what I've been doing in the past years, there was no novelty, I knew that I won't learn nothing new. And if I knew the client knew exactly what they wanted and I didn't have space for creativity, I also knew I won't have fun. So in that case, it would check only one box of the client and the rest wouldn't be checked. So I wouldn't accept it. Then I think, and that's the most important one, you can take the decision even if you don't quote-unquote have your passion or found your passion, you can take the decision to live with passion. That means how you show up, how you feel, the energy you bring out, how you perceive situations. You can be driving to work and be passionate about that moment. You can have a conversation with a stranger and be passionate about getting to know them and learning more and exchanging ideas. You can be passionate about pretty much anything that you decide. And in my opinion, that is the key to life. Also, what helps is finding why you're doing something why you're living on this earth. And it doesn't have to be romanticized and extraordinary. It can simply be you want to provide for your family or you want to be the best dad or the best husband. But finding that why, that is that true motivator that will be inside of you. And that's actually one of the principles of Ikigai, which is a concept. And there's also a great book about that Japanese secret on living a long and happy life. And we'll do a whole episode on that. But they explain in that book how people knowing their purpose, their why, will have an incredible impact on the quality of their life and also on their health and many other things. 
And just to give some perspective and maybe some inspiration, the example in the book they took was a person that was selling vegetables in a village. And their purpose, their why that was driving their behavior of picking all day, every day, some vegetables from a garden was that they felt they were the providers of those beautiful, incredible, delicious fruits from nature to the rest of the village. And I would like to point out that passion is not necessarily an activity like singing, painting, or whatever. It can be passion for growth, for learning, for connecting with people. And that's why I think that finding your passion is so misunderstood, is that because we associate it with an activity, but truly it can be more of a principle But what's true in both cases, whether it's an activity or not, is that we need to cultivate it. Not stop at, oh, I found my passion, I'm good to go, I'm set for life. Just like an athlete that has a passion for his sport, a passion is something that we work on, we develop, we dedicate energy to, we grow into. Now we also have to point out the benefits of passion. And again, not following your passion, but finding something you're passionate about. Or even better, living with passion and being passionate about life. For example, Dr. Chatterjee that works with a lot of overachievers and very busy people. He says, do something every day for five minutes that you're passionate about. It will bring you joy and especially it will reduce the stress. Because you know if you listen to past episodes that your brain releases in certain situations happy hormones. And these are exactly the same that are released when you do something with passion. A conversation, driving to work, coming in a meeting. It's the way you show up and how you perceive that situation and what do you think in your mind. Ultimately, that's all your decision. The more there is with passion, the better energy you will bring, which influences how you feel, but also how others feel. So it's really like a virtuous cycle. And the crazy side effects of living life with more passion is you become more curious, more driven, more attracting to the right people, to the right situations. You know those people that you love the company of, you love being around. It's exactly that energy that is fueled by living with passion. You wouldn't want to be with a negative or even a neutral, boring, lifeless person. So also you don't be that person neither. And Robert Valeran, which is a very known researcher in that field of passion, concludes after all his studies, passion is what makes life worth living. So a few key lessons we can take from all of this. There is no doubt that doing things that bring those positive emotions in you has a big impact on your well-being, your overall health, even your quality of life, your relationships, career, everything. Also, as much as it's not something that you figure out from one day to another, but remember that the strongest motivation is that purpose, why you do things, why you are alive. That is the thing that drives you. And most importantly, don't let the fact that you didn't find your passion bring you down and stop from living passionately. So a question for you. What are the things that usually you do with passion that bring you joy? Do more of that. And most importantly, how you can bring more of that energy and that passion into the rest of your life and activities.
Again, I know that's not an easy question to answer and sometimes it takes a lifetime to figure that out, but still, it is worth even trying to find that answer. Alright, that is it for today. That was episode number 20. I hope this takes a little bit of weight off your shoulders and will make you reflect on how you can live a more passionate life. I will see you on the next episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. An educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything they want. It is important to draw wisdom from many different places. If you take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. Understanding others, the other elements, and the other nations will help you become whole. Step by step, the student is being brought together with himself to the point where he catches up with his own inner being and can accept it completely. And that is, you see, the most difficult thing to do, to accept oneself completely. But because we lack awareness or understanding of who we are, we're totally locked into a physical world and we let things outside of us control us. 95% of the population are reacting to life. They're not really living at all. And it's very important that you realize that your evolution, your, your journey through this incredible thing is nothing to do with anyone else. And you can't live your life the way your mommy and daddy want you to live it, or the way the people at the office say you got to live it, or the way society says you got to live it. You've got to live it for yourself. I'm on the back, back.